This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Talk of the Devils, brought to you by Talk of the Devils. Cody UK, mince my words tonight. Uh, I hope you're all well. A um, bit of an ugly performance. Uh, we were talking a little bit backstage, um, but we felt it was, you know, it was a bit of a nothing performance. But Phil, how'd you feel after that? Obviously, winning one 0 against Leicester. Yeah, I think it was a great um, win in the end. Obviously, great to get the three points, another clean sheet. Um, so, you know, that's positive. I um, thought the defence looked solid again for the majority of the game. Um, but, yeah, as you say, I don't think we sort of, you know, played our best. I think we just done enough, really, to sort of get the job done on the night. I think first half, we, we played some really good stuff um, at times without sort of getting out of second or third gear. But... Um, got the goal and and sort of just you know ambled our way over the line. I think second half Leicester, you know, the longer the game went on, they was always gonna sort of you know try and get something out of it with it only being one nil. Um, but I think you know we we dealt with you know everything that they threw at us, um, but just didn't quite sort of have that clinical cutting edge to try and get that second and third goal, which would have killed the game. Um, so yeah, obviously happy with the with the three points, um, and and as I say, another clean sheet. But I think yeah, we we sort of uh, will need to sort of play a little bit better than that coming up against some uh, the teams that we've got in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, good points, well made, uh, absolutely spot on. And I think um, you know I don't tend to agree with Genius too much uh, as a commentator, but I felt like he said a, a couple of good points. Um, at one particular point where he mentioned about building blocks. Um, and, uh, you know, baby steps. And I think that that was important tonight. Uh, it was an ugly, ugly performance. You know, I thought we had glimpses of really good football, particularly for the goal. Um, but, you know, you, as you said, come up against a different team and we may get punished. Uh, Stu, are you uh, on the same boat? How do you feel about after that? Yeah, Phil, Phil's right. I thought it was a pretty abject performance, if I'm being honest. It was... It wasn't uh, scintillating by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not really sure that uh, we, we, we needed to be uh, scintillating, uh, as we'll need to be on uh, on Sunday, I think it is, when we play um, Arsenal, isn't it? So, um, look, in football, a win's a win. It doesn't really matter how you get over the line, as long as you get over the line. And, you know, today we've got over the line. I'd like to see a little bit more urgency from certain players um, in attack. Uh, certainly Dallo springs to mind. He slows the play down quite a lot in the final third. Bruno has a tendency to slow the play down in the final third. And we've got to be a bit more sharper. We, we've got to be, be a bit more edgier uh, during the game. I think defensively, we did okay, but uh, we weren't really tested at the back, if I'm being honest. Uh, Sunday will be a different kettle of fish. Phil's right about our potency up front. Uh, and I've spoken on many occasions about the need for a good old-fashioned number nine who who lives, breathes, and eats in the you know the nine yards that's necessary for a, a real top striker. He needs to think 
uh, quickly. Uh, we don't have that within our uh, arsenal when Ronaldo's on the bench. So um, let's put it this way. One goal won't win it on Sunday. We are going to need to score two or maybe three. Um, and so I think Ten Hag will be scratching his head a little bit, to be honest. Uh, I know a lot of the fans will be thinking, great, we've won a game of football. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yes, it moves us up the league, but it'll be a different story. If we're not clinical and ruthless moving forward, as Phil pointed out, it's going to be a long season, I'm afraid. Yeah, absolutely right. It's going to be a very, very tough uh, tough game this weekend, as you say. And uh, uh, a good problem to have, I suppose, in many ways. Um, obviously, we saw 30 minutes of Casemiro tonight. Uh, after the first 10 minutes, he seemed to sort of get into the game a little bit better and, uh, and actually look quite solid after that. Um, we spoke backstage, Phil, about Ronaldo. Um, and obviously, I, I mentioned that I felt that he came on and actually brought a lot to the game. I thought he was quite dangerous, caused a few problems. Um, and, uh, you know, we were discussing it backstage. But but you, you mentioned about how we obviously approach different games and whether he can do that every game. What are your thoughts on, on his performance and, and that going forward? Yeah, I think it was one of them where in that game it was crying out for somebody to come on and, you know, try and get us an extra goal to just sort of kill the game off. And I think when he did came, uh, come on, he, he looked lively. He looked like, he, you know, he was going to maybe, you know, score or create something. Uh, he had a couple of chances where he could have maybe, you know, the one for Ericsson where he squared it, maybe could have been a little bit better with that one. And, you know, the over kick type of shot was, was unlucky. But that I just surprised me, that, that one, actually. I thought you would uh, bury that rather than square yeah, it. But... Yeah. I, I just feel as though, though, when he is in the team and, and you know, when he is um, up there and in and around the box, we, we I feel like, you know, we've got a bigger chance of, of scoring a goal just because of his threat. And, you know, he, he is one of them players who can pop up and score a goal at any, any moment. Whereas... You know, obviously, in the last couple of games, we've we've gone with Sancho, Alango, and Rashford. Now, there's nothing wrong with that in terms of you know the energy and the way that they have been playing is is fine. But I just feel as though sometimes in certain games, you know, you may need to sort of mix it up. And and as I say today, one goal was enough. In other games, it may not be. And and you know, with them three on the pitch, I'm not like full of confidence that we we're, we're going to be able to create enough chances, and that them players are going to be able to be clinical enough to, to sort of get us um, where we need to be. So I think it's a bit of a, you know, tricky situation for Ten Hag moving forward when he, when he chooses to, you know, start Ronaldo or, you know, when he doesn't. But I think it's going to be, you know, difficult to sort of leave him out against certain teams where I think we are going to need to, you know, be a bit more of a goal threat and, and score some more. Yeah, it's certainly something we need to look at uh, going forward. Uh, number nine, particularly, obviously, if Ronaldo uh, does leave next season now, by the looks of it, or maybe even in January. Um, but yeah, food for thought, absolutely. Uh, just coming to a couple of the comments here. Richard, good to see you back, buddy. Evening all, good game from United. No goals conceded either. Um, Wayne as well, good to see you, Wayne. Evening, guys. Thanks. Uh, that feels like a, a building performance early days under previous managers. It felt like we started well and regressed. This feels like we're building. Yeah, good point. Um, United now fifth after five games in the Premiership. Um, and then he goes on to say, Anthony will be available for Sunday. I'm hearing he absolutely will. Obviously, uh, big signing yesterday, 100 million euro, 89 million pound. Lot of money. Um, and I hope he, uh, he hits the ground running and really causes Arsenal some problems at the weekend. Uh, Stu, just to uh, come to you on the um, centre-back pairing. Um, obviously, I've done it for the last three days, uh, three games, sorry. Uh, looked pretty solid. I thought Varane was uh, very good tonight. I thought Mar Martinez was pretty good himself. But what did you make of their their display? Well, I said to you, if you remember... I'm I know where this there. is going. I know you do. Uh, 12 months ago when we signed him, that uh, uh, Varane uh, wouldn't be the player that you uh, recognise from Real Madrid because of uh, Senor Ramos and Senor Pepe. And what you've got now is a very similar type of player in Martinez. So he's a disruptor. Phil, I tell you, uh, you don't want somebody who's going to fight you when you're playing up front. Uh, you don't want somebody who's going to cause you to look over your shoulder uh, when you should be looking at where the ball's going to land so you can do something with it because you're just waiting for that clatter. That's what Martinez offers. That's what Ramos and Pepe, they all offered Varane. And it allows Varane 
to be the graceful Rio Ferdinand-style peacock that we know he can be as a footballer. Um, I think Martinez is brilliant. I'm not saying uh, Varane is, is, is the be-all and end-all, uh, but I certainly think Martinez has been the real catalyst in our centre-back pairing, not Varane. But I have to say, Varane has looked way more assured. De Gea's looked way more assured. I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, he does. Uh, and the two fullbacks look assured. Even Dallo and, you know, Dallo's booking, if you remember, typical Dallo, completely out of position. I mean, everyone knows what Harvey Barnes is going to do and the numbnuts gets themselves out of position. You know, you shouldn't do that at the elite level. But what was really interesting uh, about the, or what is interesting about the Martinez and the Varane partnership is Varane can now trust the central position a lot more than what he used to be able to do. So that enabled him to come out and cover Dallow on two or three occasions tonight and vice versa when Martinez went out to cover Marcia because they trust each other. They can communicate. You're, you're, just to interject very quickly, you're absolutely right about that. Um, and this yeah. is no uh, slant, uh, slight on, on Maguire at all. No, but I feel like when he was playing... Uh, with Aaron Wan-Bissaka, sometimes when they were out of position, even Dallow, you'd have that defender making too much of a cover. But when you've got those more assured players there, that seems to be a little bit more seamless, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, when you've got a player like Eriksen who will come deep to receive the ball, you know you've always got a get-out clause. Uh, and now that will be the same with Casemiro. I think Varane will be rubbing his hands together, ultimately, as the weeks go on when Casemiro, uh, you know, immerses himself into the team. So, although he's actually brilliant, them three. So, I want to touch on Ronaldo quickly. Um, it's a re- It feels right. It's a massive conundrum because um, you've got a player there who could get you that one goal when you desperately, desperately need it. That one cross and Ronaldo's thinking quicker than anyone else in the box. Bang, and it's in. And it's the difference between a loss, a draw or a win. You know, that is, for me, I'd be inclined to start him more often than not. Um, I was never a centre-forward. I understand centre-forward play, uh, but Phil, perhaps you can enlighten me. I think coming on with 20, 25 minutes to go needing a goal, it's not one a centre-forward wants to be, does he? He wants to get himself into the game. Sometimes you don't have that. So that would be my thought process on uh, Ronaldo. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. I think, obviously, when you're coming onto a game, it's hard to sort of, you know, get straight into the sort of game, get up to speed straight away. It probably takes you 10, 15 minutes to get up to the speed of the game. But, um, you know, for him, I think he'll obviously be looking to start games more than, um, you know, not in, in the next coming games. Because I think when he has come on, he has looked sharp. And I do think that, you know, he will be the difference, you know, in certain games, um, certainly sort of moving forward when we are going to need a little bit more firepower. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Really good to hear. Obviously, Phil, uh, former United player, giving his insight on that. Always really, really good to hear. Thank you very much, buddy. Um, I just wanted to come a, a bit more to the midfield, really. Um, obviously, as I said earlier, Casemiro, 30 minutes. Stu, you and I have had this conversation many, many times and I think it would be a really good starting point to have Casemiro play the full 90 minutes, hopefully, uh, with him in. And you kind of alluded to it early with Varane and Martinez. Having him sat in front will give him a lot more confidence. It will enable them to do their jobs. You've then got two midfielders instead of one not having to overcompensate for any mistakes or whatever that might be. Therefore, you've got a lot more going forward. So should we... Um, you know, in a, in, a, in a best place scenario, should we expect to see Casemiro and hopefully have more of an attacking threat in order to, to beat Arsenal, perhaps? Yeah, I, I actually, I would start Casemiro on Sunday because of Arsenal's mobility in the central uh, part of their, their team. You've got Smith Rowe, if he plays, very good with his feet, really good at drifting into spaces. And you've got Odegaard. Now, a lot of people don't rate Odegaard. Casemiro played with Odegaard at Real Madrid, if you remember, or knows of Odegaard from Real Madrid. Again, he's quite dangerous in the 10 role. What you would notice with Casemiro, I'm guessing, is his positional play. When he's not got the ball, his head's on a swivel. Um, And he always migrated into the middle, uh, third of the pitch, in terms of just ahead of Martinez and just ahead of uh, Varane. So that anything uh, that does come through in the middle, he's there to cut off. 
Uh, he will follow the ball, but he'll only drift out maybe 10, 15 yards either side of the central position. He won't go unless he's pushed to the uh, to the bylines, to the uh, throwing lines. He'll try and stay within a certain segment. That's where a real good central midfielder does his job. So he's always there to try and get in a tackle and move the ball. Either he'll move it five yards, 10 yards, or he'll move it 25 yards with his left foot, which is his weaker foot which had just got the ball uh, over the fullback. Uh, but then Dallin, if you remember, Phil, <laughs> completely got hold of it and did nothing with it. He dropped it back to, I think it was Rashford. And then Rashford, you know, it was ridiculous. Dallin should have taken that in you know, in his stride, hit the diagonal, and he's opened it up to a shot. Or you'll be screaming, I want it low for a header or something along those lines. Where you, this is, you know, this is where Dallin frustrates me. But Casemiro's positioning, if you just watch him off the ball, it's absolutely phenomenal. Now, most people thought that McTominay had a good game today. I thought he did. I thought he was steady. He did. He I did. thought he did the uh, the simple things. But again, he's very rash in his uh, in his challenges. Gave Madison, uh, you know, an opportunity in the second half. Twenty yeah, yards. Yeah, he, he had two or three of those. I was a bit concerned. Pretty Great save by David yeah. De Gea. You've got to think about stuff of this nature. Casemiro's got a lot more experience. We'll have a lot more thoughts. So uh, I think for the Arsenal mobility in their centre, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard in particular, I would put Casemiro uh, uh, in on Sunday from the start. I don't know what your thoughts are, Phil, but that's, that's what I would do. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, you know, obviously he, he should and will probably come into the team, whether it's, you know, against Arsenal on Sunday or in the coming weeks, I'm sure he will come into the side. Um, and I think that will give us that sort of, base and platform to build on and, and be able to sort of feel a little bit more secure when when we are committing bodies forward because as you say he does sit in that middle um section and offer that protection um i just feel as though for me as well when we do sort of eventually get him into the team i think that will enable us to to sort of feel a little bit more freely when we're going forward i think at the moment because of obviously previous seasons and the way we've conceded goals you know, in, in certain games sort of in the last couple of, um, you know, months, I think it's been, you know, when we've got into certain situations and we've looked like, you know, we was going to create something or we, we have opportunities to, you know, do something. I think we try and play a little bit safe and just keep the ball when really, you know, when you, when you sort of have a team on the rack like we did there with Leicester, you know, you've got to try and make the most of that and try and get a couple of goals up. Um, and some of the players just don't seem to me like they've got that sort of confidence to sort of really, you know, go at it and, and try and, you know, create something, whether that's just because they don't want to make a mistake or whether they just want to keep the ball and, and you know, we've got a 1-0 lead. But for me, you know, the top teams, you you want to get, you, as soon as you get that first goal, you want to try and get the second and the third and then the fourth and be ruthless like, you know, the, the, the top teams are. I think we need to start sort of looking at that a little bit more and, I'm not saying, you know, we're at the level where we can go and beat teams four and five nil by any stretch, but I just feel as though we have got the players and the ability to do it. And sometimes we sort of play safe and, and not look to sort of, you know, take a team when we've got the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to add to that. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Mark, but just no, to add well, to I think now we've got the third one on the bounce. I think the gaffer will be looking at that side of it. Uh, no, if, yeah. if that's what I'd be doing if I was him, I'd, I'd be like going in right. We've got three on the bounce. We've got a settled unit at the back let's really start now to yeah. develop our attacking game i think you're absolutely right i think he'll yeah. he'll start to demand that now within the uh, the forward six yeah a couple of clean sheets so we're, we're sort of looking solid now at the back it's just about now can we you know look at that forward play and try and you know be a little bit more ruthless whether that's with ronaldo or without ronaldo in the team how can we create more chances to to cause teams problems and and you know score some more goals yeah, I, I do absolutely agree with you. I, I, I think the only thing that I, I think I have to bear in mind is, you know, we've had uh, maybe a year and a half of bad habits. Um, and when you have that, it's very difficult to break those habits. And what I have seen in the last few games, at least, is um, a more um, direct approach. You can see the nice uh, sort of triangle passes and, and getting the, the, the ball forward. 
and and I and hopefully we see more of that. And you're absolutely right. You know, as soon as they they start to believe in what they're doing, which they're slowly starting to do, they have more confidence to absolutely press. And then we should be looking to absolutely kill games off. Uh, Jamie, great to see you, buddy. Better late than never. Never. Hope you're well. Uh, talk to me on your thoughts of that game. Yeah, um, yeah. Even in the morning, good to see you all. Um, apologies for being late. I had an absolute nightmare getting onto the stream, um, so I do apologise for that. Um, I'm not exactly sure, obviously, what's been what's been covered. I've been trying to keep up to date with uh, watching the stream, so I'm not, I'm not repeating too much. Um, I think tonight it's the same as it was against Southampton. Um, we said as soon as we beat Liverpool that you know that was sort of 50% of the job. That it was easy to get the players fired up and to get a result against you know our, our biggest rival. Um, what was more important was what came next, and what followed is obviously is two sort of cagey one nil wins. Um, which to put a positive spin on that, that the games that I felt that under previous regimes we would have either fumbled, um, and you know we would take an early lead or whatever. Yeah, spot on. Um, and we, we drop off, we we get lazy, and we can see those sloppy goals. There's so many games that I can think of over the last few years, you know, under different managers where you take a one nil lead and it's never enough. And you always sense that goals coming. Uh, Leicester didn't exactly look like they were. We're going to bring the game to us tonight, but I do think we took our foot off the gas towards the end of the first half. Um, and we, we had, I suppose, we had, we had spells in the second half where we looked, looked promising again. But you know, this is still a squad in transition. And um, I think Wayne's smashed it in the comments where he talks about it. But it's, it's a building performance, isn't it? It's the manager turning around um, after you know the, the, the absolutely abysmal start to the season, especially that four 0 drubbing at Brentford, and he's trying to work out the best way to get this team firing all cylinders and to get a bit of squad um, unity, some dynamism in this squad. And I think he's got that. You know, I, I think the Stu's defensive analogy before was spot on as well. I think this is our best back four. And they've shown it again tonight, Casemiro providing control as well when he came on. He does the very simple things very well, which is something that might not seem like a good thing to, to other people. They might be like, why do you care? But it's something that famously we've struggled with over the last few years. Um, so all in all, it's a positive. Do you know what I mean? You know, yes, Leicester are having a bit of a stinker to the start of their season as well. But these are the sort of games that we struggle in anyway. So to come away from, you know, both Southampton and Leicester um, with maximum points after... It talks of us being relegated, you know, with Tenar going to leave after the second game, you know, to see us, we're, we're above Liverpool and Chelsea, and many people tipped to have decent seasons again anyway. So, yeah, I think it's a good springboard, it's a good platform. I'm looking forward to Casemiro hopefully getting his first start against Arsenal at the weekend. Um, seeing Anthony into that squad, I think we desperately need some rotation in the attacking three. As much as I like Alanga, I don't think he's quite there, um, you know, ready to be a starting winger for us day in, day out. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where we come from. But yeah, um, all in all, positive performance. It's good to be a red again. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, three on the bounce. And I don't think anyone can blame me anymore. So that's nice. Um, anyway, listen, loads of you in the comments, um, uh, particularly on Twitter. Come over to youtube.com forward slash talk of the devils. Want to see your comments over here. Uh, get your questions in, get your thoughts in and we will go through them. i uh, just going to come to a couple of things that Eric has said in his post-match um a step forward uh we are happy with that and again a good team spirit and 11 players on the pitch fighting for each other we did see that tonight and there was a particular clip uh and i can't remember what it was but they they the back forward defended incredibly well at this point and they were really sort of you know jeering each other up really so and that was good to see and i I'm, listen i know these are simple things you just said jamie you, you know doing the simple things but it's it's really good to see and that's the kind of thing you want to see uh, we can be dangerous in the transition moments. There was many space in the second half, but did not explore them that well. We should have scored a second goal. Again, we've we've already hit this on the head. Uh, we have to be more ruthless. There's room for improvement. Um, and then he was asked about Arsenal, whether Anthony was going to be uh, played against him. Not too much else, really. Um, I wanted to come to you, Phil, on uh, McTominay, actually. Um, I we know he has his uh, frailties, uh, but he does have uh, some good qualities too. I think he's he's slated a little bit too much at times, um, but the last two performances I think he's been pretty solid. And uh, we touched upon him uh, very briefly earlier. But what was your take on him? Um, and maybe would you like to see him again at the weekend? Yeah, I think the last couple of games he's he's done really well. Um, obviously, he's coming for a lot of uh, stick from certain parts of the United faithful, but. For me, I think the last two games he's he's sort of been a little bit more like the player that we we know he can be. Um, 
in terms of moving forward, I think, you know, obviously Casemiro for me would, would be um, a starter against Arsenal. I just think that's the, the sort of perfect game for him to come in and, you know, sort of um, set his stall out and, and find his feet. I think that would be a, a great game for him to sort of, uh, you know, introduce himself, if you like. Um, but yeah, I think Scott's done really well. I think it would be a little bit harsh on him if he was the one to sort of drop out for him. Um you know, he's done a lot more um, in terms of, you know, starting off uh, play for us. He's broke it up and, and done what we know he can do. I think today he was, he was one of our best players, if I'm honest. Um, I think second half, he gave a few fouls away, which, you know, Stu touched on there. He can do that at times and probably that is a part of his game that sort of lets him down um, at times. But overall, I think, yeah, he's come back into the fold and, and sort of, uh, you know, Showing a few of the doubters that he is a good player and he is someone who we, we sort of, you know, um, value as part of the squad. I, I don't think he's sort of a, you know, player that we, we sort of, you know, can rely on to start every single game week in, week out. Yeah. But he is a good player to have in the squad and, you know, he can be trusted at times and, and do a job, um, you know, when called upon. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely spot on. And, and, uh, Eric makes a comment here, actually, which is exactly what you're you're touching upon. He said, uh, once Casemiro and Ronnie get fitter and fitter, uh, we not only have a team, but a squad. And and you've obviously said that, but McTominay as well. We, we need these players. They might not be, you know, starting 11 or, or the players we necessarily, or the quality that we, we need, but you need to build a squad. And this is always, always a big thing in the last few years. You know, we quickly forget. As soon as we're on a good run, we're thinking, oh, yeah, our squad's good. But actually, we're still a little bit short of a few players and, and certainly the quality on that bench. Um, just wanted to come to you, Stu. Um, Sancho today obviously um, scored a couple of goals in the last three games, starting to look a little bit more composed, took his goal very well today. But what, how do you feel about his performance on the whole today? And, and obviously you want to see a bit more of that going forward. Sancho, <laughs> I'm struggling with him, really. Um Again, Mark, I know why you're laughing. <laughs> Phil, you won't know this. Jamie does. But I got absolutely lambasted uh, when we, in fact, when we were linked with him. And I just said, look, I don't see it. I hadn't seen uh, any real quality out of Sancho that really thought that he would shine at Manchester United. And I got absolutely destroyed. You've never watched German football, blah, 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 blah. Now, I thought he played safe uh, last year. I thought he was getting the ball and I thought he was worried about maybe trying to do too much, having a turnover and then, you know, uh, putting the opposition onto the attack and maybe conceding the goal. So I thought he was playing safe. I don't know. Is he playing safe anymore? I mean, he's not ripped up what I would consider a player of his stature and his standard should be doing. The guy's got mega talent. He, he really has. But why aren't you attacking the box then? Why aren't you committing fullbacks, you know, to try and get a foul, try and get a penalty? You know, his work rate's clearly down. He's clearly got an abundance of skill. But he, he lacks that physical, I think, presence to, to worry a fullback. Uh, and I think fullbacks are quite happy to get in and around him quite quickly because he kind of stutters his feet stutter um and people are saying it's a step over it's not it's a, it's a stutter you know because he doesn't quite know what to or, do or or could it be that he they know what he's capable of and they want to make sure they close him down quicker well if i if if, if that's fair enough but if you're if they think he's capable just of just put now there, not disagree yeah. with him. But if he thinks he's capable of doing it, then for God's sake, go and do it, Sancho. You know, put your arm out, you know, force a defender out of the way so you can get around him and get the cross in, get to the byline and whip a ball back. He's not doing enough of that for me. I'm not doubting his ability. I tell you, sorry, Phil, I know I keep coming back to you, mate, but as a centre forward, it drives you nuts. If you're making that run across the six-yard box to the you know to the front post or your your way back post, I want a header or I'm going to get in front, and, you know, and just put a, a side foot in, and that ball isn't coming to you, you're just going to be going, well, you know, what do you want me to do, <laughs> you know? And this is the problem. So for me, Sancho's got to be a bit more ruthless. He's got to be so much more 
blinkered in his in his approach playing as and his overall assault on the final third. And I think if he did that and he gave us that energy, that explosive pace that he showed at Dortmund, it'd be a much much better player for us. Yeah, sorry, Still, that's harsh. I know. No, no, I, I I don't disagree with you. I think you know for a, a seventy. Three million or whatever it was, uh, lots of hype about him, and and I do believe you know you, you can see it, abundance of talent, and uh, has some really great um, moments today, you know, against Liverpool and and a few others as well. You know, there was a lot of times last season I felt like he was our best player, was getting uh, slated for the lack of goals and assists, but was actually our most dangerous player. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I get I, I totally on board with you, Stu. Um. I think I think we want to see more of that explosiveness, but I think he's building up his confidence, a bit like every, all the other team. You know, he's been part of the same team as everybody else that have been going through a bit of a a, a nightmare the last eighteen months, and therefore he's got to get himself out of that as well. Um. Uh, so kind of expected, but absolutely agree with you. Um. Just an interesting thing here: David de Gea has now kept more Premier League clean sheets than any other goalkeeper for Manchester United, 133. Um, so uh, quite a good stat, that one there. Uh, JB, he has been with us for 12 years, though. You, you are right. You are right. He's taking the, taking the uh, limelight off him. Uh, now, nah, congratulations, obviously, to David De Gea. Uh, Jamie, you were shaking your head a moment ago. Um, Jaden Sancho, talk to me. Yeah, me and Stu have had this, this conversation a few times. We had a similar one about Rafa Varane as well. Um, and I love Stu's analysis and things like that, but you know we don't always see eye to eye when it comes to players. Um, look, I've said so many times with Sancho that there is such a generational talent in there. Um, <clears throat> you see how he he can play when he has the ball at his feet. Um, he's very technically gifted. He doesn't strike me as um, one of these wingers that we see so much of these days that you know will knock, knock the ball into space and run down the line and beat his fullback that way. He looks like he's trying to think of the play a little bit too, some, too a bit too intelligent sometimes. And rather than Stu said, you know, maybe just get around your fullback and put a cross in. I don't think that's the sort of player he is. To give him the benefit of the doubt, he came into a very, very, very disjointed United setup. Um, he joined obviously last summer at 21 off the back of his. You know, he, he'd been incredible at Dortmund. Let's not put it. It's not meant to words here. You know, he had that 20 goal, 20 assist season. And the only other player in the world who'd done a season like that at the time was Messi. Um, so these are numbers that obviously show what he can do. Um, and I think, you know, he joined us at a very, like, very pivotal point for United. You know, it was sort of the downfall of Solskjaer. He then had Ranić, and no one in that team was performing. So hopefully, and we are seeing sparks. For me, we are seeing sparks a little bit more of that player that was at Dortmund that convinced us to part with 70 million of the Queen's finest silver. So hopefully the the more that the team gels, the more that we become, we become a unified 11. And, you know, it's one of those things where week in, week out, you effectively know the starting 11. He can start to settle into that role. And Ten Hag seems like the sort of manager to know how to get the best out of him. You know, he looks like he likes technically gifted wingers. Um, the way in which he plays with, with the, that he played at Ajax um, seems to often revolve a lot around interchangeable play in the final third wingers um swapping with each other cutting in um you know coming short for the ball trying to take the ball past past the player we've just had another one in anthony um so hopefully you know with those two coming in um they can form some form of understanding um but look it's this uh, i still think you know he, he's 22 price tags for me in football these days and it, when people like morgan gibbs white and i'm not slating morgan gibbs white at all but when he's going for 40 odd million pound i don't care that we spend 70 million pound on sancho or that we spent you know 85 million pound on anthony because money in football is irrelevant so hopefully sancho can keep his head down and start to start to produce the performances that we know he's capable of i think he was hindered a lot by the fact that we didn't have a fullback that would run run past him um, a lot of our attacks seem to come down the left channel, mainly because that's where we had a more attacking fullback in Luke Shaw. Hopefully, you know, we've seen some really good performances from Dallow in that back four that have clicked so well over the last three games. And hopefully the more Dallow grows into that right back role. And, you know, we were linked with Serginio Dest and stuff like that over the course of the transfer window. And I don't think he would have been necessarily been that much of an upgrade over Dallow. Um, hopefully Dallow and Sancho can start to form a partnership because the last thing you want as a winger with somebody that potentially needs that second option on the outside of you if you wanted to cut in the last thing you want is each week your fullbacks being chopped and changed you know one week you've got Wambasaka there the next week you've got Dalo there you know and then you've got anyone else that might come in there and you don't have that chemistry with them so hopefully if this is going to be Ten Hag's starting 11 give or take you know Casemiro coming in Anthony you know maybe for Alanga um hopefully you can start to build a bit more of a rapport and a chemistry with that right channel and, and we look to see 
how we can exploit people on the left hand side on, on their defensive left hand side. But look, you know what I think of him. I think he's an absolute baller. There isn't a young talent in world football realistically that I would swap him for because there's such a good player in there, and I hope you can realise he's potentially United. Yeah, absolutely spot on. You know what? Um, uh, you're absolutely right, right about the relationships. Um, and I'll give you a few examples. So Shaw and Rashford two seasons ago, they mm. built up a brilliant rapport. And you remember how dangerous we were, particularly going down that left-hand side. Um, Gary Neville and David Beckham, not so much David Beckham, were only as good as they were because of the relationship they had. You know, Gary Neville was a good defender. He wasn't particularly great going forward, but Beckham enabled him to be able to do that because of the relationship they had. And you're absolutely right. I was really hoping that when Sancho came in, and I was banging on about it, that Aaron Wambasaka would improve his forward game. Unfortunately, he's, he's um, not been as good in other areas and, and consequently is not the, the right back. Just, just on that as well, just, just another great example is I still think the downfall of Memphis Depay was Luke Shaw breaking his leg. You know, they started the season so brightly um, yeah, yeah. on that left-hand side. You know, they were both really young players. They were hungry. There was a lot of pace and a lot of threat down that left-hand channel. And then Luke Shaw obviously broke his leg in that game. And Depay never seen the same because he didn't have that attacking threat from his fullback. So I think people do sometimes underestimate the importance of having a fullback. You know is that you, that you can almost telepathically know what they're going to do. And that's what we need to get to a point where we have a winger that knows that if he cuts in on his on his opposite foot, that there's a fullback option on the left-hand side of him or the right-hand side of him, depending on which wing we're talking about, that he can feed into. And it provides that second of doubt for the fullback to go, do I stay with the man or do I go with the runner and protect the, the channel? And that might give him a little bit more space. <clears throat> United have been so poor... And again, I, look, I do like Wan-Bissaka. I think, you know, defensively, he's a very good right-back. But I think we've been so poor at exploiting that space in behind full-backs. And most of the time, it's been our downfall. So, yeah, um, I think you spot on there, Mark. Yeah, uh, great points well made. Um, thanks for liking, obviously, tonight. Get over, subscribe. It's important to us. Uh, like, like the stream. Uh, very, very important to us. But we appreciate you uh, to be here. Uh, right. Fun time uh, ratings. Uh, at least we're not gone for a loss where it's going to be abysmal, uh, uh, cynical twos or anything like that. I'm looking at you, Phil. Uh, but I come to you first. Uh, Stu, David De Gea on his performance tonight. I know that we've had loads of conversations about the goalkeeping situation. Uh, we've had a new signing today. Uh, Dubravka is come in from uh, uh, Newcastle. It might give him a little bit of competition. Um, but how was his performance and a rating out of 10? And just to say to everyone in the comments, um, give us your ratings as well, please. Um, I'd, I'd go six, seven, maybe only because he didn't have to do a great deal. Really. Uh, he came out, he claimed one cross. He did that one good save. Uh, great save. From, um, great save. I think it was Madison, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but all in all, he didn't have to do a great deal. So I, I guess a six or at least a seven at a push. Yeah, that's fair. Jamie, Diogo, Dallo. I'm gonna give him. An, I was gonna give him a seven, but I'm gonna give him an eight just for that clip of him geeing himself up and bumping into Martinez <laughs> and Varane and stuff like that. Because that's something we've missed, just like sorely, is that level of unity and uh, camaraderie. So, you know, I think I think he was superb tonight. Um, eight's probably a bit generous, but I don't care. You know, we've, we've won three three of them out for the first time in a year. Be better, yeah. That was actually um, first time three wins in nine months. I think it was. Um, which is uh, a damning thing, really, but obviously something to take some positivity from. I'm glad I didn't give uh, Dallo to Stu because I think he would have given two or three less. Uh, but there we go. Uh, Phil, um, the big man, Raphael Varane. Yeah, I thought he was uh, brilliant tonight. I think we touched on it before. I think that partnership now looks really solid. It looks, you know, as though the, the chemistry there is really good. Um, I'm going to give him an eight. I think he was, you know brilliant with what he needed to do tonight I think Leicester in the second half sort of you know was trying to get someone out of the game and, and we dealt with everything um, and you know looked really solid so yeah I'm going to give him an 8 Yeah absolutely right um, Stu uh, Martinez Yeah he gets an 8 as well I uh, thought he was a bit nervous first 10 you know he, he didn't look himself the first 10 minutes uh, I think he was too worried about uh, Vardy's pace and behind and Vardy didn't do a great deal, so I'll give him an eight. Yeah, by virtue of that, he would have got uh, a nine if he'd uh, been on the ball right from uh, kickoff. Yeah, um, I don't disagree with that. And we we briefly touched upon it earlier, actually. Um, 
it's in a, in a defensive partnership. Obviously, you want to, you want to have someone that's more commanding and, and a bit more speed. For Raphael, and this is again no detriment to him, doesn't tend to have a, a big personality, does he? But Martinez does, I... and I think that they they really bring out the best because of that partnership. You can see that clearly. Go on, Stu. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He is quite uh, introvert. People think he's quite extrovert. But yeah. as I say, when you spent 10 years playing alongside Ramos and Pepe, who would bite your ear off uh, to win a header, um, I'm not surprised. He's a little bit introvert. So, uh, yeah. But no, I, I think, uh, you know, Varane was excellent tonight. So he's a worthy eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jamie, um, my absolute favourite signing at the minute, I think, um, Malassia. I thought he's he's really he doesn't look young at all. You know what I mean? He plays like an experienced player. Really gives it some fight. Great going forward. Pretty solid defensively as well. But I, I love him. Uh, what's your rating for him? Just to keep it symmetrical, I'll give him an eight as well. I think the entire back four worked as a unit, which we haven't done for quite some time. You know, um, Tenag made a massive, massive call dropping Maguire in short. Um, and it seems it's what he's there to do, though, isn't he? Exactly. It seems to have paid off. Um, I think Malassia will continue to grow. Um, and, you know, we look like we have a really good fullback on our hands. But, I'm, you know, I'm not getting too excited just yet because we've said that a few times and uh, it hasn't turned out great. But, yeah, he gets another eight tonight because the entire back four were just one solid unit. A full house of eights for the back four. Good to see. It's what we want. And uh, and as Ferguson famously said, you win titles off of that. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but that's where you've got to start from. Uh, Phil, uh, McTominay. Yeah, I touched on Scott before. I thought he was uh, really good again tonight. Um, you know, did everything that he needed to do. I thought he was good on the ball, broke up the play. Um, and, you know, he, he sort of started a few of our sort of phases of play, which was what we know he can do at times. So I'm going to give him a seven. Um, obviously, maybe he could have been a little bit higher. Um, but for me, I think, you know, in that position tonight, he's sort of shown that he, he can play there. Um, and he's a good squad player that we've got. Obviously, moving forward, Casemiro is going to be playing in that position. We, we were going to think... Um, but yeah, he's he's done well tonight, and I think he's proved a lot to a lot of people that he, he you know he is better than you know he has probably shown in in previous weeks. Yeah, absolutely spot on, uh, Lee. Um, uh, bless him, our man Lee. Uh, hi, lads from Mexico. Much better at the, at the back for Ana Martinez. Looked like they were going to be a decent partnership. Uh, and I was going to say this, if he was on the show tonight, he'd probably be screaming at the, some of the mistakes from Dallow tonight. Um, but he does say Dallow turning a corner. Um, great signs. Uh, great to have you with us, buddy. And uh, thanks for joining in from Mexico. Uh, we'll see you on the show soon. Um, Stu uh, Erickson. I'm glad you didn't give me McTominay because I probably would have done the seven actually as well. I've tried uh, to I've tried to do this as diplomatically you, as possible. You, you have uh, look at Ericsson for me. Um, by the way, when the hell did it stop being man of the match? Why the hell's it got to be player of the match now? What's all that about? Anyway, um, so just quickly, I reckon because it brings it into line with the player of the month and the player of the year. That's the oat. Like yeah. everyone's losing their heads about it and you know turning around and being like, oh, the generations are going a bit mad. But you get man of the match, but you don't get man of the month and man of the year, do you? You get player you, of the month. You, you could well be right. You in our house. We'll, we'll uniform it. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, look, I, I thought he was excellent today. I, I saw on Twitter uh, people were slating him. Um, all I'll say to that is just just watch watch the game uh, and then you'll understand the importance of a player like Ericsson can uh, can offer the team. There was, there was times where we were in really tight spaces when Ericsson's one touch passing in particular was phenomenal, and that's what you need. He's, he's two or three point. steps ahead, isn't he? Whenever yeah, he receives the ball, I, I just thought he was excellent today. He should have scored. Uh, there's no two ways about yeah. it. He should have scored against Southampton as well, as we all know. So, look, I, I'm going to give him a nine. Um, I thought he, I, I thought he, he, he was brilliant. He was our conductor today. He had the bat on. Uh, I thought he was phenomenal. I, I really did. So, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with um, a nine. Yeah, um, fair analysis. Um, who's next? Jamie, um, come to you on Rash uh, Bruno Fernandes. Sorry, almost missed him. Oh, difficult one. Tricky one. I genuinely think, and, I, and you know how much I love him, but I, I think I he's one of our most anonymous players today. 
I think he's carrying on a trend that he seems to have you know fallen foul of recently. Um, other than obviously for the Sancho goal, you know he was involved in the build up for that. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Bruno that, that played the ball to Rashford. Um, but other than that, and I don't, I genuinely don't know whether or not it's because we're playing more of a team game at the minute, and he doesn't seem to be the focal point. And I, I know he struggled when Ronaldo. Could be a bit of that. No, he struggled when Ronaldo came in, you know, because he wasn't a talisman anymore. And maybe it's because we've we've come to expect such high standards from a man that returned ridiculous goal involvement stats. Um, but I think today, usually I'll defend him. Today's the one where I was like, yeah, he was a bit anonymous. Um, you know, I think maybe he's just in a, a bit of a rut at the minute. But I'll give him a six. I think, you know, his performance didn't really detract anything from the team. You know, look, lucky for him, we, we scored. Otherwise, I feel like it would have been sort of hero ball, Bruno territory. Um, but nah. Give him a six, um, because we won. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, just um, for everybody watching and in this stream as well, um, Tahith Jong uh, Chong has joined Birmingham City in a permanent transfer. Uh, Garner's gone as well. Garner's gone. He's Everton. went to where did he go? Did he go to Everton? Did he? Everton. Yeah, twenty-nine million as well, and we didn't no. have a buyback either. I just think it's crazy. It's, well, anyway, supposedly it's fifteen, and there is a buyback, so. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard, I've heard all sorts. <laughs> They're all contradicting each other. Who can knows? I, can I, just no, say, I, I think it's decent business. I do. I know people completely disagree with me, but you're not going to get a transfer fee of any significance from a player that's never turned out for Manchester United. That money is based on his uh, on his Nottingham Forest form. So you know, if he hadn't gone out yeah. to Forest and we sold him, you, you're, you're looking at a million quid. So oh. I, I don't think it's a bad bit of business. I'm surprised Forrest didn't add him to the 46 other players. Oh, <laughs> 23 now, isn't it? Have they signed Batch, Batch White tonight or something? Yeah, they've signed him and they've signed Serge Aurier. Um, they signed Serge Aurier as well? Yeah. 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 Um, mental. Absolutely mental. The fact that they've bought two new starting 11s. Crazy. I know. You I mean, as a, as a, a player that sort of pushed for promotion you'd feel a bit uh, concerned at this point wouldn't you but um yeah mad i mean you have to we'll have to see in the next few weeks how the cohesion works with so many new yeah i mean that's another point that's that's for someone need, that's someone else's problem you're gonna yeah, need one uh, team coach to get into games i'll tell you that buddy, yeah, the kit man will be busy won't he absolutely will be I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they've signed, they've signed four players today, I think, because I'm sure they were on like 18 or 19 this morning. And they've only signed four players today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair, yeah. Only, yeah. That's great. Uh, right, moving on uh, to the front three. Well, I'm not going to do um, the subs today. Uh, keep it quick. Um, but, um, Phil, Anthony Alanga. Mm. Yeah, I think he was, you know, he, he did okay, but I don't think he sort of had um, an impact on the game as much as we would have liked to. Um, he's obviously very quick, and I think there was one pass in the first half where Rashford played him in, I think, and, and when he hit it initially, I thought it had been hit well over, um, and he got there and he looked, you know, as though he was going to sort of do something, and I think that is a threat that we, we have with him in terms of his pace. I just don't feel as though... At this moment in time, he's quite ready to to sort of you know be a regular starter for United. I think you know he's not got that confidence and that arrogance that you need to have um, as a as a winger. Um, and I think he, he could potentially drop out now for for Anthony moving forward. But I thought he did okay tonight. Um, I'm going to give him a six. I thought he you know he, he did okay, but nothing um, special and didn't really create enough for for a winger that we're going to need moving forward. Did Anthony Alanga start? He didn't, did he? I've just said he did start. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, Alanga did. Alanga started. Oh, yeah, yeah of course, of course. Never mind. I was thinking Ronnie was number nine, but he absolutely wasn't. Oh, my. Honestly, having a, yeah, absolutely uh, having, a, having a nightmare. Um, Stu, uh, Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to give me him, and it, I thought he was an interesting one tonight. Um Jamie, talk to me about Marcus Rashford. I'll come to you on Sanchez too. No, no, I'll do Rashford. It's all right. right, no, no. right, right. I, 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 the only reason I say it was an interesting one is we discussed backstage. It was a tale of two games for him, really, wasn't it? 
and he split that up into four quarters. <laughs> it's it's nuts. I mean, he was he was dumped on his ass by um, Johnny Evans really badly. You know, he really should have held that you know quite comfortably. But then when he did spring into life, he was really dangerous. It's a really strange performance. So middle of the road for me. So he's got to get the middle of the road seven. Um, his lovely little dink into, I've got to say, his dink into Sancho was sublime. Yeah, it was a yeah. lovely little roundhouse uh, ball, gorgeous little ball. Enabled Sancho just to take, I mean, the keeper had no chance. Sancho ran him in. Um, yeah, so he gets middle of the road seven for me, um, I, you know, by virtue of, of, of the assist. Otherwise, it would have been a six. Yeah, I um, I agree with you. I think... Um... It was a mixed bag, but I think it was a mixed bag by everybody, really. Um, oh, and, God, yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I think we've seen a lot more, not disagreeing with you at all, Stuart, not putting a, putting a bad light on it at all. I just think from a positivity standpoint, he's been far better the last yes. few games. And, it, and oh. again, as we said earlier, baby steps, that. building blocks, and, uh, and hopefully he can bring more of that uh, positivity next time. Uh, Jamie, uh, last but not least, Jaden Sancho. <laughs> Um, what did we give Eric? Did we give Eric a nine? I did, yeah. I just thought he was worthy of it. Yeah, so I'll give, yeah, Sancho, I an eight, I'll give Sancho an 8.5 then because um, obviously he got the goal that won us the game. I thought we saw a little, again, little touches of um, the spark that he is. I've banged on about him enough and I've waxed lyrical enough about Jaden Sancho. But I thought Ericsson was man of the match, so I can't give him a higher rate than Ericsson. And the fact that, you know, what that man went through 12 months ago, Ericsson, and yet he was still, you know, gut-busting runs to the death and you know and I think he adds just a little bit of elegance to a midfield that we've we've been bereft of any sort of creativity from deep or anything like that for so long it's it's just nice to see so for me Sancho gets the second highest rating on the on the on the the side because without him we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have won and I'm excited to see where he goes from here but all in all decent performance mixed bag it's a great we ground out a one nil win you know we should, we should praise them all the time. So it's, it's a good platform. Got to sometimes, yeah. I think you've summed up uh, Ericsson perfectly, actually. Uh, elegance, uh, the big word. Uh, really controls, uh, really controls games. Listen, guys, um, thanks for joining in tonight. Thanks for coming across. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. Make sure you give these guys a follow. Uh, always on Twitter and interacting. Always great, great thoughts as well. Thanks very much for joining in. Obviously, we've got another post-match um, for the big one, which I didn't think I was going to say for a little while against Arsenal. So uh, make sure you come back then. And of course, um, Wayne will be doing his normal with um, uh, Paul Parker on Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Always a really, really good watch. I think it's Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. I should know that. Uh, mm. Always a really, really great watch. So, so please uh, tune in for that. But thanks very much, guys. And we will see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.